Welcome to the Brand Shift Personal Branding Podcast. I'm Nick Wozniak, and today I am with Nina Grimmel, who is the founder and CEO of The Talking Agency, a PR and social media agency, and the Solo Brander Club. Welcome, Nina. How are you? I'm fine. Thanks, Nick, for having me. I'm very excited. I'm really excited to have you on. What's really cool about what you do is we both kind of work in the personal branding space, but you take this really cool angle on it with PR. And I'm really excited to dive into that and to break that down a little bit further. But for those listening, um, tell them a little bit about who you are, where you're at and and what you do. Yeah, sure. So I'm situated in Vienna, um, Austria in the heart of Europe. And I'm a PR or worked as a PR executive for over six years now. I'm a B2P marketer and I'm also the founder of a talking agency, which is a done-for-use service PR and social media agency, um, more on the traditional side, where we actually do PR and social media content for um, companies. But um, recently, we've also founded the Solopreneur Club, which is actually a learning hub for solopreneurs or small business owners who want to do PR, publicity, and social media content on their own. So. They don't have to actually engage an agency because we we saw that a lot of people are founding companies and they want to do everything on their own and um, they also have limited time and money resources obviously but they still want to take their brands their businesses to the next next level and pr and social media content are vital pillars in order to grow recognize and trust brands that actually attract consumers in the future and that's the yeah the vision and the goal that we have with the solo brander club i love it and what's cool is i mean really i mean i've been really fascinated with the world of personal branding for a long time but i really hadn't met anyone who was talking about it from the pr angle um, and you come from a deep rich background of pr um, for those who are kind of in that position where they're a solopreneur um, they're building their brand why is pr so important and how should we start thinking about pr as we're building our business yeah, it's very funny as well, because I, when I joined Twitter um, and LinkedIn and Medium, I saw a lot of people talking about um, creating social content or online content, which is obviously very important in order to build a brand. But um, the thing is, when you post something on your own LinkedIn or your own Twitter profile, you're actually talking, you talk about yourself. And of course, you can somehow build trust in your brand by sharing testimonials or um, seeing people use your advice um, and then help them achieve goals, something that you recently posted, Nick, as well. But PR is actually um, a way to not only increase reach, um, but also to build trust faster in your brand, in your expertise. How does that work? Um, So because PR means using collaborations, media, other creators, um, other platforms to distribute your stories, your your opinions. And media is actually a very, yeah, when people talk about PR, they mostly talk about, okay, being featured on media. And of course, if you now say, okay, I'm a personal branding expert, and then you have to demonstrate why you are a personal branding expert. But if Forbes 
says, hey, or writes an article of you about you, Nick is the best personal branding um, expert in the US, then that's trust because people trust Forbes. Forbes is an authority and the credibility of the magazine is then transferred to the person that is mentioned in the article. And of course, because they share it in the magazine and they share it online, your reach um, is higher than sharing it only or talking only about yourself. And this is a very, very important aspect because what actually, yeah, keeps people coming back to your profile and also what makes people buy from you in the long term is when they trust you, when they trust in your expertise. And that takes a long, that takes long to build over social media and PR is just a way to enhance that, to create that trust faster and also to reach more people which might not be on Twitter or LinkedIn. Yeah, I think you're gonna open my eyes a lot during this conversation. Um, I think a lot of people think that social media, if you post enough and you start to build a following that maybe these outlets will eventually reach out to you. But my understanding is that um, really it should be the other way around, that if you want to be proactive about your PR efforts, you should be reaching out to all these different places. And so for those that kind of want to do something like that, what does that look like? What is that process of getting in touch? Because for me hearing that, I'm like, how would I ever get in touch with Forbes? Well, yeah, the process is actually pretty... I would say it's a three part process. So on the one hand, you have to first think about, okay, what is the story I want to tell? Um, and how, why is it important for my audience, AKA the readers? And you have to answer the so first, um, you have to answer your three to four reads, like I want, to, like I call it. So the first thing is um, why me? What do I bring to the table? Um, then who what do I want to, who do I want to reach? Um, what do I want to tell them and why now? These are the four um, yeah, we's like I um, name them and you write them down, you write them down multiple times to get a little, a few story angles. And then you kind of have two to three stories that you could tell or expertise or case studies or advice for your audience. And the next thing is to define, okay, which media, which podcasts, which radio, TV shows are actually important for me. You basically get that from the target audience you want to reach um, because people read specific magazines, specific newspapers, depending on their region, depending on their interests, depending on their jobs. And you make, I suggest to make kind of a top 20, top 15 name list where you just write down from your opinion and from your research which media is read listened to viewed by my audience and then you have to find the right contact person because you want the journalist or the creator um, that specifically talks or writes about your topic or your region so in your case this would be for example marketing and um, that would be branding. It could also be online business because you're growing one. But really go, for example, on, on Forbes, if you would want to contact Forbes, go on the website for Forbes and put in the, um, the keywords where you want or the, what your story will be about. So for example, if you want to share, okay, why is personal branding important for solopreneurs? You could go on the website of Forbes, type in solopreneurs, 
and type in branding and look what articles appear. And then um, you can go through all of them and look what or which um, journalist writes about that topic. And then you write the name down next to the magazine and then you try to get the email address. You can either also get that online because sometimes it's um, stated or you have to call the magazine actually and ask, hey, can I have the email address of um, this and that journalist? And the next um, part when you have the story and you have the right contact person, then it's about pitching to them. In Austria, um, now reaching out via telephone works better than via email, but that's not always possible. So you would write um, an email with all the information, short and brief, um, to the journalist. So it would be the topic, what is it about? You can actually, that's a template you can, um, people can use in an email. It's a topic plus time the hook. So what is it that you want to write about? Why is it relevant now? So that people don't scroll over it. Then it's add an statistic also to increase relevance for the journalist. And then it's, it's the first time about you, who you are, just in a one, two sentences, very brief. And then what you will talk about and the strong opinion in the end, because people like to feature per, yeah, people that have a strong opinion. So it's really topic plus timely hook, statistic, then um, person. So a little, a little bit about you and then three to four points, what you would talk about and the strong opinion. And you send that out to the journalist and that's actually how you pitch your story to the media. Huh, that's really eye-opening because I, you know, it's really this whole process. And I like that it starts with getting super clear with that story. Because if you get this story written or you get on that podcast, you wanna be able to tell your story in a meaningful way uh, that's consistent across all mm -hmm. these different places where you end up. But I haven't really thought about, you know, building it out and then pitching it in that way and how that whole process works, which is really fascinating. How many times would you say you'd have to do reach out similar to that before you get your first um, first opportunity? I don't think there's a general answer for that. Um, sometimes it just works um, with the first time. Sometimes you have to do it um, more often than not. It also depends on the, the month, for example. In summer, journalists like to receive more topics because there's not so, so much going on, so they have more space. And um, I think in the beginning, um, it might it will take you longer. Also, if you start with the top, like your top five media, I wouldn't do that. Um, I would practice with like probably local newspapers or a podcast, see how they respond and then start okay developing your pitch developing your story depending on what feedback you get and then um, reach out to bigger newspapers magazines tv shows even um, but i think you pr is also some not something that works like straight away you really have to be patient um, because it's not like social media where you write something and then you just publish it and it's out there immediately there's an intermediary that selects the topics and that who curates them and PR works long term so when something is published in Forbes don't expect sales directly um, building a brand and you know it and um, takes time 
But yeah, I think you will have to do quite a few um, just to also practice it um, until you get a yes. But the good thing actually for all the people who are already writing on social media or like you um, creating a podcast, you already have a lot that you can teach, that you can talk about. You've already created a lot of content. You just now have to think about that a little bit differently. Maybe, yeah, put two to three pieces together. So I think the finding the story will be very easy for people who are already creating. I think the hardest, the hardest part will be reach actually reaching out, because. It's like pushing yourself to somebody else and you expect judgment and don't, people don't like it. But you all are already an expert online and you see that in your audience, how they respond. So they're just, just try it. Yeah, I found that through creating content online, I've definitely refined my, my voice and my story, the things I love talking about, the things I don't like talking about, things that resonate with people. And that I think is a really great place to start if you're wanting to continue to move into these bigger opportunities where you're able to share that story at scale. I'm curious to ask, so let's say you get on some podcasts, you get on some newspapers or, or some articles, um, how do you use that? Like, do you just put that in your headline and you sit back and, and let the leads come? Or how do you leverage PR opportunities to make an impact in your business? Um, so I think that being featured in a podcast or in art in a magazine already increases reach. But of course, you can also share it on your own social media, but don't do it in a way that most people do it. Like, I've been featured in so-and-so magazine. You can read the article here because it comes across as bragging. I always try to pick the three most important educational, inspiring things out of the article that I have been say saying or that has come up in our conversation and I'll outline it so that the people reading it on social media get value directly from that. And already, if you then, for example, if people read it in the magazine, if you share it, the article with valuable content on your social media, then you already build credibility and authority. But of course, you can also include on your website the, the logos of the magazines or TV shows or podcasts that you've been featured on, which again builds trust um, and people are more likely to buy from you. If you go to any website of or if you go to um, the website of many online creators um, that active on LinkedIn, Twitter and co, they all have a featured in section on their landing pages because that just helps people decide, okay, I can trust this person. I'm going to try or I'm going to buy this course and not the other. So just free, free ideas from the top of my head. Yeah, social proof is really important, but it can feel like a hurdle for people who are just starting to create content. Um, getting those first testimonials, a lot of people talk about getting some testimonials, whether it's on your newsletter, whether it's on a resource or an asset or a course. 
Um, but as you get those, I would imagine that would create quite a lot of momentum that would lead into even more opportunities for more speaking engagements, which would allow you to get even more uh, articles published and more podcast opportunities. And so um, how does that momentum kind of how have you seen that work uh, in your industry and, and with your with your agency? So that's that's actually true because you you have to see PR also as a relationship. So um, when you reach out to the journalist with a story that's, that is credible, you build a relationship. And you when you work with one on one story, they get to know you and they will think of you when another com- um, topic in that area comes out and up. And this is something people should also consider being featured once is great, but try not to lose sight and, and yeah, try to interact with that journalist, for example, on LinkedIn, after being featured as well, because there will opportunity, opportunities will come um, and you want to be that person the, the journalist thinks about when he has another yeah, topic planned for, or another article planned on that topic. Plus, journalists also when they when they plan a big article about a certain like marketing for example they also have a system of how or how they search for experts to interview they first look on their own network have I already interviewed um, a person on that topic am I connected to somebody they reach out to institutions they look on some even look on Amazon for example and look what authors um, have written a book in that in that area so they have a very um, various different ways of looking for experts for planned articles and um, these are all future opportunities and of course if you manage to establish that relationship and then trust also with the journalist they will reach out to you and they also observe the other media it's like it's like if you observe the event um, industry, for example, sometimes you see the same person on each event um, throughout the year. It's like, I don't know, like they have a flat rate plan um, scheduled and they're just everywhere. Journalists also look what other media in their area are doing. And if they like what the expert said, and they, then they also might consider you for um, something planned in the future. So always always try to build that relationship with the journalist, always be um, polite and all, all, and also be um, honest. Don't try to make something better than it is because people will feel that. And you don't want to kind of create that feeling that you lied to him or that you have kind of present over, over presented yourself. So really see it as a long-term relationship and then you'll be the one they come to whenever they need something for a specific yeah, topic. I like that. This idea of being the go-to expert, not just for your community, but for these uh, publishers and for these media people who they start to not only see uh, the content you're putting out and the other opportunities you've been a part of, but then you work with them. It's a great relationship. Uh, you're polite and pleasant and you provide a lot of value and they come back uh, for almost repeat business. Um, and I can imagine that those relationships would take you really far if you're willing to take the time to nurture those relationships uh, with those that are giving you a really great opportunity. 
Yes, and also imagine if you really if you are able to build a relationship with a journalist online, they also interact with your um, with your content. They're also people, so it's like um, you, Nick, sharing a post, and I am kind of commenting when I like what you say. People, journalists are doing that too, and if you have kind of a a journalist from I don't know Business Insider or New York Times um, commenting under your post, I would want that. I think you want that too. So why why not use social media like we're doing on a daily basis, but also do it with the media. They are also people. They also like to interact, and they LinkedIn is a source for them as well. So always keep that in mind. I love that, and I'd like to talk just a little bit about. Um, your your agency and 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 the the kind of community that you're creating what was the motivation behind that i mean you talked a little bit about that but what is your goal and how how are you um what are the next steps for building that out i'm just curious to see what your like three to five year goal is with that um that's a great question and because um the solo brand dark club is only in the beginning like at the start we just created it we just saw that not only in Austria, but worldwide, um, more and more people are using either or choosing the freelancer and the self-employed, the solopreneur way of um, yeah, developing them professionally. And um, I, I know from personal experience that they also try to do PR for themselves. But the thing is, they don't really, either they don't know how to do it and they do it wrong, which affects the results, but also affects actually the work of other people. Because imagine a journalist getting 100, 200 emails or sales pitches, and they are not able to go through that um, on a daily basis. And if they get a lot of bad pitches, at some point they just delete it. So not only knowing, okay, it's important, but also knowing how to do it, not to actually also get results. And then the other um, area are solopreneurs who want to increase their business, want to get more sales, more customers, but they somehow struggle and they know they have to build a brand, they know they have to do marketing, but they don't really know what to do. Because obviously when you start art, PR is not probably not the, um, the marketing discipline to start with. It's probably cold calling customers to get your first paying one. But then at some point, also with social media, you get to, to a ceiling and educating those people that they can actually get more customers when they do their marketing, their PR, their personal branding more strategically. This is something we saw that many people didn't know or they didn't, didn't know how to do it because knowing that you have to do PR and what PR is, what advertising is, what what social media content is, is one thing, but actually knowing how to do it and also being able to put it into like small brackets that everybody, you and me, who are very, very busy, who don't have five hours a, a week spare to do another marketing tactic, how to actually implement that in a way that people can be their own publicists, um, even if they're busy, this is something we saw that people needed. And that's what we want to do with the Solo Brander Club. I love it. And I think there's a lot of people that, that really, you know, like you said, like when you're a solopreneur, um, you're building your brand, 
you have a thousand things on your plate, right? You have client yeah. acquisition, you have fulfilling the work, and then you have, you know, marketing and building out your brand. And then you've got future projects so that you can continue to grow. Um, and then you put on top of that, you know, PR and trying to get on podcasts and get new opportunities. Um, it can be very overwhelming. And so a community uh, or a service like the one you're offering will just allow you to uh, at least allocate that time and put it in the hands of someone that'll accelerate that process mm -hmm. so that you don't have to make all the same mistakes that someone who's as veteran as yourself has probably been through. They know what that's like and they can guide you through. Yes. So we really want, like, we, we don't want, we really want to step away from the traditional PR or social media agency model, which just kind of gives people a little bit of information, but then wants them to pay them do it. We really want to, in the future, apart from sharing free content on our social media profiles, really create different courses or digital workshops so everybody can, um, in a cheap way, learn it but all really learn it in a way so they can do it for the years to come. We don't want to share or tell people PR is important. Um, you have to do this and that. That's the difference between advertising and then go. We want to really create um, a system that everybody can use in the future for a long time that works in two to three years, but people should be able to do it themselves because they have a tight budget, they have time resources. And I see it in my daily work um, that it's just, it's just needed, yeah. Yeah, making it so much more accessible uh, and affordable, which is really an awesome mission that you're on, Nina. Um, I wanna pivot a little bit here as we're getting close to time. Uh, if people wanna reach out to you, work with you um, and join this solo brandeur, how would they go about doing that? So, of course, they can find me on LinkedIn and Twitter, just my name. So I think on LinkedIn, it's actually Nina N. Greimel and um, on Twitter, it's Nina Greimel. We also have um, a website, which is www.solobrandeurclub.com, where they can find all the information. But just and send me uh, yeah, a connection request on LinkedIn, and then we can chat along and see um, how we can help you be and build your better brand, personal brand. I love it. And those links will be in the description of this podcast. Um, the last question that I want to ask you, Nina, is um, something I've asked everybody so far on the show. And that is, what's one thing that you're doing today that you wish you would have started five years ago? That's a very good question. I thought um, long about it. I would have started creating content, like weekly content, earlier. Um, and in parallel, also, start a newsletter where you can use that content. Why? Because on the one hand, it helps you get accustomed to put yourself out there, which only gets like the audience gets bigger when you do PR, um, but also kind of start getting in that talking and motivation um, yeah, habit and start um, interacting with your audience, which you want to build in the future. So writing weekly content, or recording content and starting a newsletter would be my top one that I should have done far earlier than I did. <laughs> yeah, I'm in the same boat actually. And I'm just barely getting around to uh, really thinking about the newsletter thing because I haven't done it yet. Um, but the opportunity to uh, take people off of LinkedIn or wherever they find you and be able to provide value consistently 
is just a great skill, but ultimately will become a great asset at some point. Mm -hmm. um, but the opportunity, yeah, to people find you, they love your content. How do you give them more value? And that's a really fun challenge yeah. that you have to work through with the newsletter. And that's something that I, I can totally get behind. So I love that. Well, Nina, it has been so fun to chat with you. Uh, yes. I appreciate you taking the time and uh, we'll definitely have to do this again sometime. Yeah, hopefully. Thanks for inviting me. Check out Nick's content as well. He's amazing. And yeah, happy to chat to everybody who gets in touch.